This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. And one of the big moments of the uh, Christmas holidays following Team Canada's road to the gold medal at the World Juniors. They did it. And our buddy Bob Martin, who's the head of security with Team Canada, was there. Bobbo, congratulations, pal. Thanks, Taz and Jim. Really appreciate it. Yeah, we, uh, I, I was watching the tournament with my son, Grayson. He's, he's six years old, and he loved the hockey. Not as much as he loved seeing Bobbo on TV, though. <laughs> Daddy, it's Bobbo! <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it was so cool, too. You're at the uh, London Knights game against the Hamilton Bulldogs on the weekend, and you brought the gold medal with you because when the team wins, you as a member of the team gets a medal, and uh, and thank you for letting uh, Grayson try that thing on. He was thrilled. It's it's so neat to be able to uh, touch one of those things and see it up close, huh? That's what it's all about, Taz. Pretty exciting. Uh, what was it like out in Halifax and Moncton? I haven't spent a ton of time on the East Coast, uh, but I hear the hospitality is out of this world. Well, Taz, we flew into Moncton on December the 7th and immediately... The hospitality, they just grasped us. Uh, we had a, our selection camp there. And we after the team was picked, we moved over to a place called St. Andrews. And we practiced in the community of St. Stephen, which is right on the uh, main New Brunswick border. And our practices in this small community uh, were filled every day. Schools were there. It was funny that the local hockey team, uh, high school hockey team was there. And they said, hey, how did you guys get that school up here? The principal's the coach. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. So, so it's pretty good. And they, they were loud, too. The, the arenas were kind of small, you oh. know, but the, like you wouldn't be able to you tell from the sound. Yeah. Sometimes you can just feel the energy through the television set, and this was one of those tournaments where you could feel that the, the fans were behind the team big time. The electricity in that place is unbelievable. As I said, every, every game, everywhere we went, uh, the streets of Halifax, uh, that was, it, it was neat. Was there a, a, a frenzy? Hospitality in times. Was there a frenzy for Connor Bedard? Is this kid the real deal? <laughs> uh, he's a tremendous hockey player, but he's a better person. Um, Good to hear, Connor. Yeah, yeah, he really, really is. He's a focused guy. If it's eleven-one for us, or if we're losing three-one, uh, Sandy Meaner has got a job to do. Real team guy. Um, I can't say enough about him. Yeah, he's As he's, he's going to be a big deal. Already is. I know my uh, my son and his uh, friends were playing mini sticks on the weekend, and they were all arguing over who gets to be Connor Bedard <laughs> already. And the kid's sixteen yeah. years old. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it is crazy. And uh, just at that elite status, is well, you've seen him play. You've seen his goals, his overtime goals. It's. Uh, as I say, it's pretty to watch, especially where I was standing. Bob Martin is on the line. He's the head of security for Team Canada, was out on the East Coast as Canada won the gold medal in the World Junior Tournament. How many World Juniors is this for you now, Bobbo? It's, uh, this is my eighth in a row. How many okay. have you won? I've won five. Dude, you are, uh, you are soon enough going to be the most accoladed member of Team Canada in the World <laughs> Juniors. Like, at this point, there may be a couple coaches who may have more gold medals than you, but other than that, yes. you're the guy. Where does this one rank, yeah, Bobo? It ranks right up there. As I say, this was a, uh, a fabulous trip all, all the way around, and it's great to see them get back to grassroots junior hockey ranks. 
true. Um, it, it really is. Uh, both Moncton and, and Halifax, uh, um, the local, everybody that's season ticket holders got the first opportunity to get uh, tickets, and uh, they were unbelievable. The people around my section were unbelievable. Well, congratulations, um, I, pal. I, I appreciate it. Pretty impressive. Mr. Swiss Army Knife, they're calling him. is it because you have so many medals and rings now or (laughs) where's the swiss army knife come from well what what helps me and the team i know the running of a junior hockey team who needs what when so yeah i'm i'm making my tour around to the coaches trainers players you're mr everything there's a video that went viral of you chucking pucks on the ice get the guys warmed up because you've been there you've done that you know what needs to happen and uh lots of uh deserved accolades for you buddy well, I'm very fortunate, very fortunate, and you know, to be with a great, great bunch of uh, young men like uh, we had out there this this year it was it's phenomenal. Mr. Gold Medal, Mr. Swiss Army Knife, Bob Martin, congratulations again. Another big win for Team Canada at the World Juniors. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Yeah, it's nice to be back here in the studio. If you're new to the show, if you haven't heard us uh, on the radio before, something we like to do is um, acknowledge when somebody does something good by giving them a Taz and Jim kudos, right? That's it. That's if you do something positive. Now, if you do something stupid, there's a chance you might get a Taz and Jim Pudos. Pudos. And today, we have a Pudos going out to some rappers from the Brampton area. Yeah, I don't know the name of this this group or single rapper, but... Uh, we don't want to give them publicity anyway. We don't no. want to jumpstart their music career after what they did. Yeah, yeah. And after hearing their music, I don't think we're going to hear about them anyway. And this is the <laughs> most we'll ever hear about them. But anyway, there was a screening of Avatar 2 in Brampton like a few days ago. And halfway through the movie, four guys hop out of the crowd with flashlights on, on, on their camera and somebody filming them. And they start shooting a rap music video in the middle of a screening of Avatar 2. This is stupid. Is that what the guy said? Yes. And and the GTA has the worst music video ideas. Like, people doing the most mundane things have been turned into rap videos. Like that other rap group that stopped on the 401 to shoot a music video. Right. And, and people or got was their, it the Gardner Expressway? It was they one or the other. They but, shut the highway down. But, like, by the way, everybody's on that road. Like, there's a million people going down. There's nothing bawling about that. There's a... a Billion people saw Avatar 2. There's nothing special about you being there. But I saw it in IMAX. <laughs> yeah. Dude. D-Box. D-Box. <laughs> if that happened to me when I was in the theater, I'd be throwing a full pop at their heads oh, for that sure. Is, that, you should be wearing a full pop. A hundred percent, yeah. A large full pop and a bag of popcorn. Because yeah. once one guy throws one, then you know everybody else is like, oh, yeah, I should do that too. Yeah. And then, then they start throwing the chocolate-covered raisins. <laughs> you really pelting them? I, I, I've always wanted to be in an angry crowd like that. An unruly mob? Yeah, I, I've pictured myself throwing rotten vegetables yeah. at Fozzie Bear in the past. But, but you have to be justified. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, you sh- need to be in the right. Yeah. And I think if, if somebody stands up halfway through a movie that you've paid to see and starts filming a rap video... You are 100% justified in throwing whatever food mm-hmm. you have at your disposal at them. The Taz and Jim Podcast. 
story from Global News. The federal government is urging Canadians in Mexico's Sinaloa state to limit their movements and to shelter in place. The warning comes as the region sees a wave of deadly violence following the arrest of the son of the notorious drug boss known as El Chapo. The son of El Chapo. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a sequel to a, a movie that came out in the 90s. I just can't believe this El Chapo guy is still, you know, quote-unquote, the man down there. Yeah. You know, because he broke out of prison with that crazy cavern, cave, uh, tunnel system that we saw. Right. He was a free Shawshank man. Shawshank did. And now this, like, he's still controlling the gangs down there. Don't you watch Ozark? That's how it goes, Jim. <laughs> I guess so. It doesn't matter if you're in prison or you're not in prison. You got your your people on the inside, on the outside. And, mm-hmm. uh, terrifying for Canadian tourists who basically had to barricade themselves in their resorts and hotels. Yeah, yeah. In some parts of Mexico. El Chapo's son got arrested by the Mexican police and then they're in retribution, started firing bullets at planes that were leaving airports. In the middle of the night, it looked like a war zone. You could see the, the tracers and the, and the bullets flying into the sky at planes flying overhead. I saw videos of, I don't know which side of the war it was. Was it the drug guys or was it the police? I don't know, but there was like five rubber dinghies that rolled up to the most beautiful beach you've ever seen, bluest water, whitest sand, in front of like giant beautiful condos. And like eight guys get off each dinghy. They all got machine guns Yeah, on. it's crazy. How do you think you'd handle yourself in that situation? I just keep drinking. There's nothing you can do at that point. <laughs> yeah. I'll be at the swim up bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are they going to do? Jump in here with their guns? Probably not. Uh, maybe I wouldn't go in the pool if this was going on because I know personally I'd probably crap myself if I saw those dinghies full of machine yeah. guns. And you can pee in that swim up bar all day. Right. The poop, you probably not. It's noticeable. <laughs> Oh, I hope that uh, the Canadians down there are safe. There are still some Canadians who are stranded in Mexico. It's got to be terrifying. Mm-hmm. I, I would not do well in that situation. I, I'd be having severe anxiety. Yeah. You know, you're afraid to go from the resort to the airport, even though there's nothing you want to do more than get on a plane and go home. Oh, yeah. You know how many checkpoints you'd have to go through to get to the airport at that point? You'd never make it. It's the randomness of it. High levels of violence. Uh, there is an advisory to think before you you get on a plane and go to Mexico. If you had a trip planned, uh, yeah, you may want to postpone it. I guarantee you, though, there's somebody on Expedia right now trying to get a deal. <laughs> Look at this, a five-star? Yeah, it's on the other coast. <laughs> the Taz and Jim Podcast. Uh, absolutely uh, gut-wrenching if you're watching that game live. And there's been an outpouring of support from uh, the league players, everybody, for DeMar. And good news, uh, coming days, he's expected to be released from the hospital. So he's in, he's in decent shape. But it was the first game back at home for the Bills after that incident. And it was a special one. Here's the first play of the game. We're underway as New England decided to defer after winning the toss. And here's Hines on the run back, breaking a tackle and taking it past midfield. And down the sideline he goes. This is storybook. An opening kickoff return for Tamar Hamlin. And this place is absolutely going wild. Our sports guy, Devin Peacock, is here. He's a Bills fan. Jim Kelly, my partner. He has to be a Bills fan. His name's Jim <laughs> Kelly, right? Was not. It was not my choice. 
It's your birthright. But it's finally coming together here for me. Yeah, the team looked good yesterday, and that must have been a goosebumps moment as you guys were watching that. It was a goosebumps moment, but also, I mean, here's where, you know, life is kind of freaky at times. So DeMar Hamlin's number is number three. It was three months and three, three years and three months since the last time the Buffalo Bills had a uh, kickoff return. Whoa. For a TD. For a TD. And they had two. So in the past, like, 20 years for the New England Patriots, they've given up, like, two kickoff returns. And then yesterday they gave up two in one game. And even crazier, the refs gave them for the touchdown three points. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was just for the field goal. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. But But what a comeback, though. For one game only, they turned all the field goals to three points. Hey, we got uh, Chris on the line. Chris, you were at the Bills game yesterday. How awesome was that to be there in person? Oh, Taz, it was amazing. I had no idea where our seats were, and I went with my cousin who has season's tickets. And we kept walking lower and lower and lower and getting down to the, you know, 10 rows up from the end zone. It was unbelievable. Yeah, you were sitting basically that, right there when, when, he, when he ran that, uh, that initial kickoff return into the end zone. Yeah, right there. It was unbelievable. I actually was filming, waiting for the Jets to fly by. Uh, (laughs) That's how quickly it happened. You were expecting the Jets, and you got a touchdown instead. Uh, It was unbelievable. The crowd went crazy. People were crying. It was was such an emotional opening kickoff for the Buffalo Bills. You can just see the energy that that, uh, Hines had as well. Yeah. It was phenomenal. And that happened to us twice in that end zone. Those are the best seats. You might have been a little further away, but when you're right there by the end zone, the guy jumps up into the crowd and you get yeah, to hug awesome. him, pat his you helmet. You get to hug the player, yeah. yeah. That is the coolest thing. You didn't get to hug him, did you? No, no. I was. I thought about running down there, but there was <laughs> Give a little kiss. <laughs> yeah, get a little pat on the head. Good job. Good job. Yeah. But what's amazing, too, is it was 13 seconds that it took to, for, the, for that touchdown. That's good. That's awesome. What a way to start the game off. Thanks, Chris, for sharing that. Uh, this is obviously good for the uh, the Buffalo Bills as they head into the playoffs here. Yeah, I mean, you could. So it was kind of you don't know how they're going to react, right? When you have something like, like, like that happen, are you still thinking of shell shock? Are you still shell shocked? Because when you think about it, like if you go back to like a week ago today for the Monday Nighter. At, when it was all transpiring, people didn't exactly know why the Buffalo. Like, obviously, they watched their friend fall down onto the onto the turf, but they were like they were shaking in a way that you don't normally see professional athletes shaken. Yeah, but then that's what you comes, were saying, Jim. To see those big guys crying is tough not to get emotional. But Absolutely. then it comes, you know, like like his heart stopped, and so like they were doing CPR for 10 minutes. So to watch like CPR in person, not on TV, not like the movies or television, in person to your friend in real time, you don't know what's happening. You can see how difficult that would have been for the players, for the coaches, and for the Bengals as well. So you don't know where yeah. their headspace is going to be for the start of the game. Obviously, as you go throughout the week, you hear DeMar Hamlin's doing better. He, you know, video into the team walkthrough at one point that gives you a lift and they were clearly pumped to start the game my favorite thing is when he woke up from his you know when he was put out and and, and the hospital he woke up and he said to whoever was there did we win <laughs> <laughs> like that's a winner right there he's also got did we win t-shirts now where he's uh, selling the t-shirts to raise money for the people at the hospital mm, so like cool. uh, that's it's, awesome because awesome he's uh, by all accounts like a teammate player like everybody loves him on the team he's one of those gregarious guys with a lot of charisma too 
Yeah, he's a great. I mean, but when you think about it too, uh, I mean, it, it spread like the the New York Giants were affected because there's a bunch of ex Bills on the Giants now. So for the entire like this was an this was a Buffalo story, a, a Cincinnati story, but also an NFL story. Uh, I'm sure the league was pretty happy that both the Bills. And the Bengals won yesterday. Bengals beat the Ravens. So the fact that this game was canceled, they're not going to be playing or making good on that game, correct? No, although, I mean, the Bills kind of, um, in the in the long run, it doesn't really matter. But they kind of got the short end of the stick because had they beaten, defeated the Bengals last week, they would have the number one seed, so they would get the bye. So they had this complicated formula to determine who gets home field advantage in different scenarios. If Buffalo and Kansas City make it to the AFC Championship, that's going to be at a neutral site because they couldn't determine exactly okay. who. Although, Buffalo beat Kansas City in the regular season, which to me should be... <laughs> of course. Should be You're a Bills fan. Yeah. <laughs> but to, to you two guys, it makes perfect at sense. At the end of the day, uh, DeMar Hamlin is better. Everyone won. You can't really complain. The Taz and Jim Podcast. They got the big electronic show going on down there in the States. Where is it, Jim? Uh, Vegas. Yeah. The, as they do. What is it? CAS? CES. Consumer yes. Electronic Show. Actually, there's a lot of Canadian love going on there. A Canadian-based startup won... I got an award for like best invention at this year's CES, and it is a self-driving baby stroller. <laughs> Are we sure? It's exactly what we need. More moms looking down at their phones while a vulnerable baby is rolling down the street. <laughs> exactly. Like, what are we... That's what I thought, anyway, when I first read this. But turns out the, the stroller only moves by itself if it's empty. So if there's no baby in there. So I don't really understand the point. Well, you take your baby out, and then the stroller puts itself away in the garage? Oh, yeah, you send it back home? Like, you're a couple blocks away, and it just, like, strolls back home? I don't know. It could be, like, stroller rentals. I know when I took the family to Disney, we rented a stroller. Oh, yeah, you can also rent, like, scooters, like bird scooters. You swipe a credit card, and it comes off the rack. A bird scooter? A lot of big cities have these scooters you can you can rent on oh. your credit card. You download an app, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you would I, use that. And first. that's the name. I was picturing a bird riding a scooter. <laughs> no. I'm like, now there's an invention. <laughs> Where is that at the CES? Oh, but technology now. Birds don't even need to fly. They're all riding scooters. So technically, so lazy. This thing, it's got an extra <laughs> pair of eyes. It's got 360 degree safety bubble around it, uh-huh. and it also has like an internal engine. So kind of like a, an e-bike or a um, a push mower, where it will push itself. Kinda, as long as you have your hands on it, it will drive itself a little bit. So if you're going up hills with the stroller, it has a gear that will help you uh, push something up a hill. Man, but it will it will not move by itself, hands off with a child in the thing. So basically, it eliminates you getting exercise, <laughs> which is also exactly what we need right now. Yeah, you don't have to push it; it's easier to push. Mm-hmm. Or like the thing is, if it's empty too, like I've seen a lot of. Rough-looking fellas with a case of beer in those things, so that would be handy. Yeah. But the, but now that the case of beer is in the baby stroller, you, you have to have your hands on it. There's got to be a switch, or like or, you put a golf tee in the governor. Yeah, there's got to be some way to to turn that off, mm-hmm. or your passenger seat in your car. How it, if sure. somebody's doesn't have their seatbelt on, it keeps dinging. Yeah, you cut the wire. Exactly, <laughs> cut the wire. Hey, your baby's just sure. zooming down the street by itself. <laughs> the stroller. <laughs> Well, congratulations. What was the name of the Canadian company? Do you uh, know? It was called Ella AI Smart Stroller. Very nice. We should have invested. <laughs> 
turning some heads down there at CES in Vegas. The Taz and Jim Podcast. I always love this list. Look forward to it year after year. The rejected personalized Ontario license plates for 2022. (laughs) We've got them here. Uh, There's a number of criteria that will get your... Uh, potential personalized license plate rejected. I mean, if it's religious, if it's some political stuff is not allowed on license plates. Um, Obscene language, derogatory slang is one category. Why don't we start there? Okay. So here are some of the rejected license plates because of obscene language. The number one, one P-H-A-T- A-S-S. One fat ass? One fat ass. <laughs> that's, that's a good time. I mean, if you want to get rear-ended, that's a license plate you put. <laughs> Pretty hot and tempting. That's not derogatory, No, is it? no. Come on, guys. Break it down. P-H-A-T. Ass, though, sexual, right? Yeah, yeah. Probably can't get away with that one. 2020 WTF <laughs> was rejected. I, I mean, guess that acronym is a swear word, but what? We can all agree, 2020. Yeah, who's going to be offended by that? Did have us asking, WTF. The number five, the letter H, letter I, letter T. Five's supposed to be an S. Oh, okay. Can you make a license plate that short, too? Just just four letters or numbers? Yeah, Hmm. it's personalized. Uh, H-O-L-L-Y-S-H-H. See what they're going for there. Holy! That could be a gal named Holly Schmidt. Because <laughs> that, that doesn't say anything. It just implies something, but it's not you know, dirty itself. P-I-S-S-T-O-F-F. Rejected personalized Ontario license plate. Hmm. Okay. Let's move on to drugs and alcohol. Here's now we're talking. Rejected plates. 0420. <laughs> So nothing for I'm assuming nothing with 420 can be on any license plate, but there must be ones that accidentally come out, you yeah, know, just non-personalized yeah. plates with the number 420 on them. Eight Kush buy weed, B U Y weed. Oh, not B Y E. See a weed. T E Q U E E L A Tequila. Tequila spelt wrong? Tequila. I don't know. Well, you can't spell it right on the license plate. It's always fun to true to mix it up. Smurf it. Smurf, Smurf it? What does that have to do with drugs and alcohol? Pardon my ignorance, yeah. Jim. Smurf it. Um, well, this one says it's sexual. I just looked it up on Urban Dictionary, and this one is something I can't read on the radio. Okay. Uh, nothing to do with drugs here. Huh. I mean... Is that you're drinking a lot of bat blue? It must be to do with the color blue, which is all these dirty ones have to do with. Bat blue. (laughs) Drinking too much blue. You're smurfing it. You know what it is? Smurfing is when you buy over the counter cold and allergy pills for making meth. So the blue. (laughs) All right. All right. Okay. Now it makes sense. Yeah. Here's some uh, sexual meaning and eliminatory functions. This is the category for rejected hmm. Ontario license plates. Number one, B-I-G-W-I-L-Y. <laughs> Sorry, Will Smith. <laughs> big Willie style. Can't happen. One Big Willie. I have a feeling that license plate was on a sports car. <laughs> Someone's trying to compensate for something. A, 
wee wee. A wee wee. Wow. Letter A W E E W E. Fartion. Fartion. Hmm. F A R T. Letter E O N. Sounds like a transformer. Sounds like something Wayne Garth would say. <laughs> Fartion. Fartion Wayne. Fartion. <laughs> <laughs> and this one's my favorite. Rejected Ontario license plates in 2022. La fart. Oh, La fart. That one. This one must be near the Quebec border. <laughs> La fart or L.A. fart. Trying to class up a fart one way or another. Sure, sure. But La fart. So it's a masculine gender, not the lay lay fart. L-E-S? Lay fart would be the masculine. La fart would be the feminine. Is that right? how it works? Okay, I'm not sure. What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> Depends who's driving. A masculine fart. <laughs> like, would this be a la or a lay? Hmm. Is that a that's a lay fart? I yeah, hear. I would say. And this is more like a laugh fart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think laugh so. Fart. <laughs> I, I lean and lay on that one. <laughs> the more bass, the more lay. I'm thinking, you know. That could be either. Sorry you didn't get your license plate, la fart. We were just talking about rejected license plates in Ontario. They put out the list of license plates that were deemed a no-no by the government. Uh, and there's a number of different reasons why uh, license plates would be rejected, personalized plates. One of them is obscene language and uh, listener has a story about that jim yes hey i got a story about the uh, license plates my mom wanted to get me a beaver plate b-e-a-v-r for my 16th birthday as it was my nickname the ministry said no because of sexual interpretation she was so mad she sent a letter back back asking what kind of disgusting minds they have and that I got my nickname from the TV show Leave It to Beaver. They apologize, and I still have the plates to this day. Wow. Mom Damn. shaming. Yeah. It works. So if I say, if I write a, uh, a letter to the ministry saying, like, uh, Lafarte is my nickname, <laughs> named after the famous French detective, they'll be like, okay. Detective Lafarte. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, that one was rejected. It's my favorite on the list. Lafarte. Uh, just a, a quick note as well, because we were talking about uh, laugh fart is the feminine, right? So I think this would be a laugh fart. Uh-huh. Or this one? Uh-huh. There's a laugh fart. For sure. And lay fart is the masculine. Uh-huh. That's a lay fart. And lays fart is multiple farts at once. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's now we know. Lays okay. Fart. Little little French lesson for mm-hmm. everybody. Thank you to Monsieur A who called in with that correction yes. for us. So the movie Les, Les Miserables means there's multiple miserable people. Multiple miserables. Gotcha. You you uh you got it down now, Jim. Mm-hmm. Oh sorry. Laugh fart. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> The Taz and Jim Podcast. Hey, we do have a Taz and Jim scam alert for you. You know, if we see something that's going on that uh, you could fall victim to, we like to let you know about it. If you're planning to go out of town on business, have somebody check in at your house and just make sure that it hasn't been sold without you knowing about it. Hmm? A Toronto couple were out of town on a business trip. They discovered that somebody had impersonated them 
and sold their property without their consent. Hmm. This took uh, place about a year ago. Investigators are now saying they told Global News the property was in Etobicoke. The house was listed for sale, and it was sold. New owners took possession and moved in. Really? And the people got home from their business trip. There's some family living in their house. How long was this business trip? Because like, it sounds like a weekend is a business trip for me, but this sounds yeah. like it had to have been a month at least to stage it, do the walkthroughs, the open houses, and then for somebody to move in. Yeah, closing date. They must have been casing this joint, you know, realized it was empty for a while before they started the scam. This is crazy. And I wonder how much money you could get into your bank account in this scam because you're obviously not going to get like $899,000 directed directly wired to your account would you well if the house you? if the house was mortgage free then you would get the money in your bank account in the scammer's bank account listen they haven't found the people who sold the house yeah, yet yeah i was just wondering though if they got the full lump sum some or just a down payment or what if there's no mortgage if the house is free and clear you would get the money but that's, paid to that's you. if the person who had the free mortgage had a had a mortgage free house they would get the full money but the the person with the paperwork that's modified or, or you know not um, you know fake paperwork how can he get that paperwork to the bank and nobody picks up on it? Well, they used fake names, obviously. They posed as the couple who owned the, the house. And all they have to go on is a photo of the man and woman because you do need to show photo ID at some point during the process. So they're looking, Crime Stoppers and the police are looking for two people. We'll post the uh, story on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. If you recognize them, call Crime Stoppers. But uh, that's all they have to go on. As of right now, hmm. there's a couple that sold someone else's house, got the money, and got away with it. Yeah. And someone's got some new roommates. <laughs> sitcom. Hello. I smell a sitcom. Where'd they hide it? It's everyone's favorite game about hiding things. Where'd they hide it? Ronaldo is our contestant. How you doing, man? Not bad at all. How about you guys? How's everybody doing? Pretty good. Good, bud. Happy New Year. Yeah, yeah, same to you guys, of course. Good to be back. Yeah, I'm glad to hear you're still with us, Ronaldo. <laughs> of course, always, always. I mean, listening to the show, not a lie. Oh, I, well, yeah. it's <laughs> both. both, really, yeah. yeah. Both. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got three different stories about people hiding things. Well, maybe n- not people. Uh, this is a, we've got a fun one coming up here to start hmm. things off. Uh, we'll tell you more in a second, but uh, we need to let you know about the Daily Dumper. If you're new to the game, one of the stories is about somebody hiding an item in their backside area, okay? And if you suspect the story I'm telling you is the Daily Dumper, you have to yell out, Daily Dumper! <laughs> before okay. I give you the multiple choice options, Okay. Okay. Everything else is multiple choice. Here is your first where'd they hide it stories. Officials in a British Columbia prison caught a pigeon who was smuggling crystal meth oh. into the pi- uh, prison yard. Where'd Trained they pigeon. hide it? Was the pigeon hiding the crystal meth in a little pigeon fanny pack, in a little pigeon purse, or a little pigeon backpack? What do you think, Ronaldo? Uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, the third one. You're going with the third one with the backpack? Uh, yeah, uh, the, a little backpack, yeah. <laughs> not, not a man-sized backpack. <laughs> it was a little pigeon backpack. <laughs> wow. Get that on Etsy? <laughs> 
How did you know the pigeon wasn't just on his way to to his first day of school? (laughs) Or one hell of a party if it's got a bunch of meth. (laughs) Next story, a Rhode Island man was arrested last week at JFK Airport after TSA agents discovered parts of a disassembled semi-automatic handgun. Daily Dumper. You're going Daily Dumper. A little premature. That is not oh, the Daily Dumper. Yes, I, I would have. No, dis, uh, disassembled semi-automatic handgun disguised within two jars in his luggage. Where'd they hide it? Were they jars of peanut butter, jars of pickles, or jars of jelly beans? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go for uh, the pickles. It was the peanut butter. Yeah, I would have uh, guessed. Yeah. Easier to hide in there. The jelly beans, you shake it around a little bit. You'll see the butt of the gun. Easy to hide, but also suspicious. Why do you have two jars of peanut butter in your luggage? <laughs> oh, a lot of protein. That's <laughs> <laughs> just a strange thing to I have think it's in great. Like, if, the, if the contraband sniffing dogs come up, you're like, they just like peanut butter. <laughs> Okay, I think you know where the third story's going here, Ronaldo. A 28-year-old Irish man has been arrested in Australia for attempting to smuggle Kinder eggs full of cocaine oh. into the country. Yeah, definitely daily <laughs> You had me at Kinder Egg. That's yeah. how we knew. The Kinder Egg. Multi-purpose. <laughs> Two purposes, really. <laughs> There's always a surprise inside.